What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Richer Geek. It's been a while since I've talked hotels, so I thought I would bring the lovely Nicole on to ask me some questions about changing franchises. That's been a very popular uh, conversation piece on why you would switch it, what are the headaches, and what does it take to do it, and some of the questions that influenced me to choose a different franchise. Nicole, how are you doing? Doing well. Great to be back on. Looking forward to sharing with everyone the journey that you took last year. Yeah, it was it was kind of uh, an interesting journey. You just never know what you know until you don't know it, and then you learn from it. Um, so one of the things that uh, I'll, I'll kick off and, and what was my motivation? So you know, I, I bought a hotel, and it was a franchise that is on the smaller side. It doesn't have a lot of hotels. It doesn't have a lot of uh, rewards members and, and things like that in the United States. So after COVID, after it was all that whole transition and, and trying to get back to operation status of what it was pre-COVID, I just I was looking. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not uh, gaining as far as you know within my comp set. And, and so you get the team together and say, why is this? So. I looked at number one. Uh, this hotel is around uh, kind of a business park. It's in, an, in a, an office place right off of a highway. I looked at my competitors. It's like, well, this competitor has 100 million rewards members. This competitor has uh, 80 to 100 million rewards members, um, and they just have eight, nine thousand hotels throughout the uh, the United States. And so, if if you our rewards member, where are you going to stay? You're going to stay where you get points and a franchise that gives you points and you can stay basically anywhere in the world with one of their hotels. I was not getting that with my current hotel. So that is probably the biggest reason. I went from around 20 million rewards members at the old franchise to over 100 million potential customers in, uh, in how many people had the rewards uh, benefits. So that was my my main reason. It was just trying to grab more of my comp set, that my share of the market. And before we go into that transit transition process, maybe you can share a little bit about you know when you're first buying a hotel, you're buying it as whatever that franchise is, and a little bit about the agreements and that type of 
process when you're first buying one. Yeah. So when you buy um, a franchise hotel, it's like any other franchise, just like buying, uh, you know, McDonald's or, or any other type of um, place that has a franchise agreement in place. So I first bought this and, and you have a, an agreement in place. It could be, you know, five, 10, or even a 20 year agreement. So when you do look at switching, well, they're going to want their money back, you know, they're going to sit and it, it's, the fees are, are based, it's a percentage of of gross revenue, what they think they're going to lose over the life of the franchise based on how many years that franchise has been in place at that that specific location. So first thing you do is, is you never go out about these things on your own. There are actually attorneys that specialize in breaking franchise contracts and there are some that that's only specialized in hotels and what they do is they know these people in the different franchise worlds their attorneys and because they've dealt with them in, in other contracts negotiations so you hire them to and and you talk to them to say what can be negotiate uh, this is why i'm doing it um, is this franchise being bought by another franchise is are there other different circumstances that may um, give you some negotiating power so that's that's kind of the, the the thing that you have to look at and when i make a decision on going to a different one um, what are they going to require me to do you know the new franchise so that was also a big negotiated piece um, what other franchise wanted me bad enough to maybe give me something in in return that's good. I, I still have one question from the very beginning for someone who's buying their very first franchise hotel. It's just I every time you've bought a hotel, you go through the franchise paperwork at that point in time for whatever the brand is. Could you uh -huh. could you be buying a hotel that's one particular brand and at that very moment change? Or do you uh -huh. always start and stay with the brand? Well, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, uh, someone's going to have to pay that break fee. Now that's, it could be a negotiation between the, the buyer and the seller say, look, you know, I'm buying this location. I'm buying this hotel basically because I like the location, not because I'm in love with the franchise. Matter of fact, I don't want this franchise, but I love where this is there. I've said this in the past, the drivers that bring people into this area. I love but the, the franchise, I, I don't want. So you can immediately go in and say, number one, how many years are left on that contract? Um, and as a, a buyer, you also, you also have to be approved by that new franchise. You can't just go in and take over. Someone's just not going to let you take over a, a Marriott or, or a Hilton uh, if you don't have a lot of experience. And then it could be a discussion. It's like, look, you know, we'll, the, the break fee is $100,000 uh, seller. I'll buy this hotel for this price if we split that franchise break fee. You know, or you could say, hey, look, I'll buy it for your what you're asking, but you pay it. I mean, you know, it's, it's the normal negotiations. But here's the thing is, unless it's at the end of the contract, you know, there are some hotels that you can buy that, that'll say it's unencumbered by the franchise agreement. That means that it's it's coming due, or it could be that 
the seller's losing that franchise, and that's why they're selling. Uh, they haven't kept the pip up. They haven't done something that satisfies that particular franchise. So they're losing that franchise. And you can also you can look at those and say, okay, I can go in here and buy this, and now I can keep it this franchise if I'm willing to pay X amount of dollars to do whatever they wanted the the, the seller to do, or I can negotiate and say, hey, I want I'm changing the franchise. So there are some ways that you can look when you buy where you're not encumbered by it. But in most cases, there's most of the cases there's some payment that's going to be you know a break fee that can be negotiated so you just spoke about in the very beginning you were looking around at your comp set the other hotels in the same area that are often compared in terms of their revenue and uh, how what their occupancy is and you saw there was an opportunity to improve based mm -hmm. on the brand tell us a little bit about the process you went through uh, to actually go through making that change? Well, number one is at the very beginning, knowing that uh, because I was in a business area, I was losing the Monday through Thursday business, the business traveler, because all these business people, they want the big legacy hotels because there's 9,000 of them in the United States. They have the best rewards programs. I was losing that type of business. So at the very beginning, uh, a lot of his relationship building, I just always am around the different franchise uh, regional reps. You know, I mean, they take you to lunch. They're always saying, hey, if you're going to do other hotels, they it's the same type of a sales process, right? They take you to lunch and, and you talk to them. But then at the very beginning, when I was first looking at making the switch, I contacted those people and, and they took me out to lunch and I get their expectations. I have them come visit the hotel. And then uh, how much do you think I need to do? You know, it's, I've done all this type of pip work and, and, and enhancements to this hotel. What more are you going to make me do to switch it, to switch the franchise? And a lot of the different franchises, some will say, oh, you know what? We have a very strict brand process and what it looks like. You have to change everything for it to look like our Gen 5 or Gen 6 look. Others will say, you know what? Your furniture's fine. All your case goods are fine. You know, they're only a couple of years old. You just have to change out the logo stuff and, and some of this very specific stuff. Maybe the, some things that look old. Um, mattresses are really a kind of a big thing. You know, they have their brand, um, what they what they like to have in, in pillows and, and linens and linens and, and comforters and all that sort of stuff are just kind of standard. So that was the kind of the big thing is like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to contact this person, this person, and this person that works for these different. And you immediately have like maybe three different franchises that you kind of look at in the limited service type of hotel group that does very, very strong, but they're also owner friendly. And then you sit there and you go out, they visit the place, and then it's kind of a negotiation process. Hey, this franchise is willing to help me with my break fee and give me this amount, and they help you this way, and, and they'll uh, help you with the, the PIP. And some of them, and then you, you kind of play the game. You know, now it's, now it's just playing the game. Who wants me more uh, in that location? 
And then it's it's that it's like okay this this company this franchise is going to give me a couple hundred thousand dollars. They're not going to require a lot in the pip. It's not going to cost me all that much to do the whole switch over. So we start kind of negotiating with with that type of a thing, and then you go in and here's you know the big day. It's you you contact your current franchise and say hey I, I'm breaking the. You do it through that attorney that you're going to break the franchise, and then boom, this whole multi-month process starts of several, several months process of negotiating between both brands. There were things that you were doing in conjunction. You were working on moving toward the new standards and that type of thing with the one brand while you were still kind of closing out your relationship with the other brand. Talk about that process and those overlap areas. So it, it becomes kind of funny, you know, because it's like you have two competitors and, and you have like one hotel and you're kind of switching over. And there's some very hard deadlines, uh, you know, because you are switching to a competitor of when you can and cannot say, good morning, welcome to blah, blah, brand. Um, and one some of the hard part is if you have different back end systems, uh, the PMS system, and you you have different ways of going about the reservation systems, you know, because they're not all the same. So you have, now you're running on two different platforms. You're still booking through the old, you know, up until this date. But now I'm starting to, you can't go live with the new one until that date. But you, got, you have to start loading stuff and you have to start, um, getting the marketing and, and the coding and all that sort of stuff. So now I have I have one that's live and one that's getting ready to go live. But and now there's training and front desk people, you know, getting confused and. But so there's just this kind of like this buildup of now I'm I'm working on two different hotels at the kind of the same time, making sure that on this specific date, when this franchise turns me off that I don't lose any revenue. And I've already started maybe two weeks of pre-booking on the new one so that I don't lose any revenue. Well, here's the other thing is, well, what if you have an extended stay? This is booked uh, one week with the old one. And while well, I have the new hotel, but that same booking is still there. Now it's like, okay, now I have to calculate these, these per nights and what do I owe the old franchise because it was actually booked under the old franchise, but they're staying at the hotel under the new franchise. So there's just all the stuff that you just don't realize. And, and that's why you have to have a team. But, you know, I wouldn't have thought that. It's like, oh, hey, it's, it's my revenue. It goes this. But they really make sure. And, and the old franchise will go and inspect, make sure there's no signage, no cards, no nothing that has their name on it. Um, so there, there's just a lot of back-end stuff that you don't realize that when you, and a lot of anxiety, when you turn that switch off on one and back on in the other one, um, you hope it, you hope it actually works smoothly. And, uh, you know, it, it took a couple of weeks of, you know, what's going on and, and uh, where's the bookings and, and, you know, you have to tell the third parties, it's like, look, you know, and all the, uh, the third party, website and all the pictures and all of a sudden it's you know 
it was this, now it's this, and now all the pictures have to be changed. All the wording has to be changed. Um, the phone numbers, uh, all the backlinks, the reservation call-in numbers, it's just all this stuff now needs to go from one business to another business. So it, it was uh, it was it was fun. <laughs> it was intense for a while, and I it think was. it's why we haven't really given an update on the overall hotels because that's been a transition period and a lot of different things. And it was good that you have a team that's helping you, but it's still pretty involved. So you you went through that. That was pretty uh, an in depth process. As you came out of that, can you share? What have been the positive impacts of making that change? Yeah, it's all been positive. You know, number one, it's um, when you go from a small hotel franchise to one of the largest in the world, just their, the money that they have that they've spent on the back end stuff uh, with reservations, marketing, sales, um, corporate clients you know that's kind of the biggest thing that I've, I've looked is now because i have this huge franchise that that backs me i'm getting a lot more of the monday through thursday um i am now in the top of my comp set uh, which means that i i now have 100 i'm, I'm getting 100 of my market share within my comp set within my competitors um when something goes down, it's just, they're always there. It's just, it, it's dealing, it's going from like the small mom and pop kind of thing to this global, more of a global franchise. And it's just amazing um, how easy it is, how much, e you know, how easier it is to get things done um, from marketing sales to um, the, the coding and the back end stuff. So it's, it's been really positive. Um, but the biggest thing is, is when you're a lot bigger and you have rewards members that, uh, you know, over a hundred million of them, you get more direct bookings. So you have rewards people and how you get points. If you're a Marriott or Wyndham or, or Hilton Hyatt, uh, you book direct. So therefore, you know, then you get your points and you build up your points through your rewards card. Well, if you have a small franchise, most of your bookings are third party, you know, booking.com, Travelocity, Expedia. So I'm not only discounting my rooms, but you're also paying commissions on top of that. So one of the biggest things is it, uh, more direct bookings, which is saving me money in commissions. Great. So for someone who's listening and one maybe never thought about the, the differences in franchises as it relates to the hotel or is considering switching, what are the key lessons learned that you would share? Uh, boy, uh, you can always negotiate stuff. You know, it get, if you're think about switching, get a, a contract attorney. You have to go through them because, uh, these franchises know what they've, they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time. You need someone that with a lot of experience to help you with that process, that negotiation. Uh, secondly, do your due diligence. Don't think it's like, oh, I, you know, this brand is, is sexy and, you know, I want to do this. I want to get that because they could be um, 
make you do a lot of things in order to change. So keep in your pocket, you know, two or three different franchises, play them against each other a little bit. Um, see what, see how bad they want you. It's like, look, if you, if X franchise wants me, what are you willing to give me? You know, cause they're, they're now looking at maybe 20 years of this opportunity that they didn't have before. So they're, they're willing to help you out with the transitional prices, um, the costs. So, and then negotiate, you know, at first the franchise, the new franchise one, we do three pages worth of things to, to switch out. And I, I negotiated down to about three quarters of a page. Um, and I kept saying, it's like, well, how bad do you want me? It's like, why am I switching this out? It, there's no revenue. It, it's, uh, I'm not doing it. And, you know, they go back and forth and say, okay, yeah, uh, we agree. We'll take that off the plate. You don't have to change the roof line of your building, you know, things like that. It's like, I'm not doing that. It costs too much money and it doesn't give me any revenue. And no one's going to notice if my roof line looks this way or that way. And I'm not going to spend $80,000 doing it. And so they eventually agree. So there are negotiations. Please don't, it's, it's like buying a car. It's like, you don't have to. Uh, pay that price that they're giving you. You can negotiate things down. So that's those are kind of the biggest things is uh, open yourself up to several and then look at which franchises are best within your comp set. Uh, what What is there? What other hotels does that franchise maybe have in the area? And which ones do better with your type of location? Great. Anything else that you would share? about that that overall process uh don't get frustrated it's a long process get a team um and just make sure all your eyes are, are dotted your t's crossed don't get frustrated with um some hiccups along the way because there's going to be a lot of them and just think of the positive side. You know, once you get through this pain, uh, the next couple of years, because here's the thing, you, you immediately turn on the new franchise. It's going to take a while for the world to realize that you're there. Um, it just doesn't pop up and say, you know, immediately in the cloud, it's like, oh, there's this hotel in, in this location. It, it takes a while for them to realize you're there. So don't get too frustrated that, oh my God, my bookings are down. I'm not doing too well. So, well, it's because you're new to that market as a new hotel. So don't get frustrated. You know, the world will realize that you're there if you have a, a larger franchise because they'll do the the marketing and uh, sales effort for you and help you out. Awesome. I know in a couple of future episodes, you'll be sharing what you've been doing since then, so this was a, a 2022 transition that you're talking about, and you've been active this year. And so those, that's a preview for everyone listening. There is more to come. And I will also share a quick update that I started a blog. So you can also check that out at nixguide.com. And anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I don't. Everyone have a happy holiday and uh, be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, 
including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichardgeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening. And leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you, and thanks for listening.